that's a tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. Joining me this week, Kieran Marchant. So we're back to this shit show, are we? I don't understand. Ashley Hobley's also here. Oh, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. So we're back to sound. I'm like sorry that I don't write for a established <laughs> traditional media platform. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I am, I am as always, Dylan Blight, your host of this lovely, very professional podcast where we discuss all manner of things with professional media people. As serious. a podcast, and we sounded us. very serious last week. We sounded it was. Professional. It was I thought it was a good episode. It was a great I thought episode. It was a pretty good. Episode. It was you know if we need to like send people like a piece of our work of this show to make them yeah. impressed, we'll that send episode. them that episode with just the sections where Paul talks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think there was a good mixture of seriousness with our usual shenanigans i think so there was but you know it made you know when somebody who knows how to talk about video games without randomly yelling at each other or i had also drunk five drinks by the end of that podcast (laughs) to be fair you'd set a precedent what it's you know the more drunk you are the more professional you are usually keep it under three and i went above it and it it paid off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or showed it's however good or bad depending on how you how you want to look at it. Good yep. episode though. Thank you, Paul. Shout for out to us. Player Two's Paul James. <laughs> Playtwo.net.au. Sorry, say it. .net.au. We went through a whole thing. Did slash. you not listen to the podcast, Dylan? We went through a whole thing about how to say it. Oh my god! Like, I can't imagine. Imagine if we had Explosion Network. .net.com. .co. .uk (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias Please check it out on (laughs) explosionnetwork.co.uk It's like, well that doesn't make sense guys Are you a UK podcast? No it was, not. Just, it was just cheaper to get our website hosted like that. It was you know? it was cheaper to get it hosted <laughs> in the UK than Australia. Like most things, it's more expensive here. <laughs> Actually, we don't even have AU. We've got dot com. Dot so. com in. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com generation. Yeah. Because we're not just Australian. That's why. <laughs> that's right. We are also New Zealand's. If New there was Zealand's? an Oceania's domain, we'd have that. Yeah. But there isn't. ExplosionNetwork.oce. Well, Please, you still have the dot com. Dot com dot com. Why not dot co dot oce or dot co ce? Dot co ce. Dot co ce. That makes no sense. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Explosion Network dot dot co I can't even say it yeah, exactly. That's how good it is. That's no, that's how, how bad it is. No, it's good. Listen, I'm going to put a halt to this because I actually have some video game stuff to talk <laughs> no, you about. Don't. A lot, a lot what this a, week. Uh, a lot, good one, a lot. Believe it or not, a lot of video game stuff. Well, Starting lucky with, the professionals are here. Yes, me <laughs> to actually move on the show from that fucking shit <laughs> skit from a fuck. I can't even call it a skit because it's not like we're acting this out. It's just <laughs> shit. Would you call show. it a bit? It's a shit show. It's a. It's a bit. It's a it's bit. It's very much a bit. Uh, cool. so, all right, surprisingly, big video, uh, the best-selling games of last week dropped, and I usually don't look at these and go, I have to read them out every show, but for some reason, I was like, Shadow of the Colossus is number one? Yeah. That's weird. Nothing else has like, been out, has it? 
I found it really odd between Monster Hunter, Dragon Ball Z, your usual COD selling like hotcakes continually for the, at least the next year until the next one comes out, GTA's on the list, all sorts of things. Just the fact that it's a first-party remake and it's at number one, I found quite impressive. Well, especially when you consider super acclaimed. I mean, it is super acclaimed. It but is it's very just pretty. Also funny and when is, you think about Crash Bandicoot as well. It's like, at a two Sony size. Yeah, it's things. at that lower price point as well, which would get people. You've been in. playing it. I saw it on PlayStation. Yeah, I played a little bit. I, Thanks, buddy, for the hookup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean the hookup? What do you mean the, yeah, hookup? the hookup? Where was the hookup? The, the, no, just like a store discount. That's all. Oh, oh, you say that? Do I yeah, need to buddy, this? Do we need buddy to... Watson. Are we in danger buddy of Buddy's job 12 right on Twitter. Hit him up. Oh, we you just give him personal get... details as well. What? Are we endangering his job or? Oh, God, Ashley. I didn't say where he works. Can... Just. Oh, that's true. That's Although true. he we does have... say where he works on his, <laughs> his, uh, on Dash culture. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, if you want to combine our podcast with Dash culture, combine it, you'll, you'll work out the mystery that is Buddy Watson. Good on yeah. you. Love you, buddy. I right, so he hooked you up with an already cheap game. Yeah, with a little bit cheaper. How much you played? Uh, I've got done three colossi, so probably a third, an hour maybe. Quarter. An it's hour. An quick, hour. Yeah. You did three yeah. colossi in an hour. Yeah, they they died a lot quicker than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I haven't played. It. That's pretty much where the point that I got to when I played it, like on PS3. I think I got like three in, and then I couldn't handle the controls anymore. This but- is. One of those games that I've always wanted to play, and I still never get to it. Every time they yeah. re-release it, <laughs> I just never play it. And I'm always like, I really need to play that game. Put it out on PS3, HD remaster. I should really buy that. Nope. They give it to me free PS Plus, I think. Yeah. <laughs> still never played it. <laughs> re-release it 4K. Fuck yes, I'm excited. Look how beautiful this game looks in the trailers. I'm going to play this shit on my Pro. It's going to be amazing. Still haven't brought it. Now, the reason I still haven't brought it is monetary. Monetary? So at least I have a monetary. A, a, mo- I, I have Monarch-tary. a proper reason. It's momentarily an issue. It's <laughs> <laughs> a momentarily issue. You know, because it's overcome eventually by blowing hookers for. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no, no. For dollars <laughs> to get Shadow of the Colossi. Yep. Dylan, is that the name me. of the video game? Are you okay, Dylan? Like, even as my arch nemesis, I'm worried about you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's the the full list for you, in case anyone's interested. Last week, the top selling games in Australia were number one, Shadow of Colossus, number two, UFC 3, number three, Monster Hunter, number four, COD, World War 2, number five, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, number six, GTA 5, number seven, Assassin's Creed Origins, number eight, Rainbow Six Siege, number nine, Mario Odyssey, and number 10, NBA 2K. Are there any that stand out to anyone there? Because there was another thing that stood out to me. Rainbow Six Siege. That's... Yeah. So yeah. That's, that big update thing It's just they a big update. Like, they've announced a new DLC, and then they just really... I think it's like Contagion or something? Some yep. like... So everybody... You know, like who, some horde mode thing? Everyone yep. who traded in is buying it again. Is that what happened? But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure... That these don't count like pre-owned sales. No. This is new sales. So it's been selling enough new copies that it's 
made its way into the top 10. For me, Rainbow Six is one of those, um, like Rainbow Six Siege is one of those games when I look at it in the same tier as GTA Online is how well they are supporting that game. There's constantly new content being released for it. There's new characters. The developers actually look like they want to support it. So, you know, all power to it. The interesting one for me is, and I don't know if that's just because it's just because of the gaming circles I'm in. I haven't heard anybody speak about UFC 3. Like, I've not read anything about that game, and that's a no, game... I didn't know it was out until... I've seen a couple of reviews, but that's about it. I haven't even read reviews. Like, UFC 3 Undisputed on the Xbox 360, I played non-stop. That was, like, the game always on my console. But And to go to this, where it's now, I'm like, oh, okay, it's out? Crap. Okay. Why is nobody asking or talking about this? People in Australia love the UFC, man. Tap they just don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. These people that just buy Call of Duty have now also taken to picking up one copy of UFC also. Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. And that does sound like a joke, except for I know people that are literally, that's what they do. So has gone out to EB Games in their tap-out shirts and their USC merchandise clothing. Yep. Yep. Get, get them get them that game with Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> I thought you loved Conor McGregor. I do like Conor McGregor. It doesn't mean I'm not okay. going to make fun of it. I okay, love UFC, fine. but that, that gives me the right to. It's fun funny of. that he's on the cover and he hasn't fought in a MMA fight in like yeah, three I know. years. It's been, hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know, he sells he sells copies. It's fine. Sure does. The only place you'll see him fight is on UFC 3. That's how they're selling the game. Yeah, so go buy it. If you want to see him fight, do it your fucking self. you want him to pretend that he's an actual normal member of their roster, go go. Where the fuck is my game. belt? It's up to you, players. All right, next one. Uh, This is a Jason Schreier story uh, over from Kotaku. Did a piece that Hangar 13, the developer behind Mafia 3, uh, has had layoffs. 2K confirmed the news to Kotaku when they reached out to them and said, quote, 2K can confirm that there have been staff reductions at Hangar Hangar 13 in order to ensure the studio's resources aligned with its long-term development plans. They didn't just specify exactly how many people were laid off. And apparently they were prototyping a game where you would fight to music and your moves would create songs like the cancelled harmonics game Chroma. Uh, This is interesting news because even with Mafia 3's mixed reviews when it came out back in the day, it actually shipped to retailers or slash sold, however 2K would sell it to you, over 5 million copies and was a financial success to 2K, even though the game got reviews from anywhere from nines to like fives from critics yeah. and if you look at user reviews it's anywhere from tens to to ones so i think it's an interesting news i, f- I find it interesting that that game for a start actually sold a lot better than i thought it would it had a huge marketing just, plan like the marketing for that game was massive so and it's to- they, they're still saying it was a financial success so it must have made enough. Um, did any? Did anyone else here play Mafia Three? Any of the other Mafia games? And what do you think about the these odd layoffs? I mean, they happen, but it's like a w- weird thing. I suppose. No, I didn't play uh, any of the Mafia games. But it sounds like from what how you describe the game they're working on that it's uh, probably a smaller game, like not as not a AAA budget project. So it makes sense that they'd probably call a couple of people. Unfortunately. Just for the scope of the project. My thing with Mafia 3 was when it came out, it was the first game in a long time that was like that middle ground, you know, like the THQ type 
type game. It wasn't a triple A big game. And a. It wasn't a yeah. It was like a, a double A game or double whatever a. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Kieran, I really loved all the Mafia games. I played the crap out of Mafia One and Two. Mafia Three, though, I started playing a lot, but then it just got really repetitive really quickly, and that I got over that pretty quick. And there was some minor things about that game that really bothered me when I was playing that kind of threw me off wanting to play it. Like even just the minor detail of when you were driving around, there was like a, a rear view mirror at the top of the screen and you couldn't turn it off, but the draw distance of that was tiny. So it'd be like road, road, car, gray, just like a gray wall. And it's like, now that I've seen this, I can't not look at it and I couldn't turn it off. And that partially ruined the game for me. Cause that's like such a weird, it is. small it PC is. player it's... bullshit thing to get fucking pissed off about. <laughs> I was just like, let me turn this review mirror off, please. And they're just like, no, there's no, there's no settings for that. And I'm like, well, shit. I brought the collector's edition for this Did it game. come with something cool? Did it have something cool? It did come with some very cool things. It came with two vinyls. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you... So you can was play the soundtrack the, good? You could play your vinyls when it you go a really down to the bayou. Um, yeah, well, it's got that, what, like, it's got a bunch of, like, 60s, 70s yeah. um, music. It's got a really cool soundtrack. Um, I think, it, and then one of them's, one of them's, like, double-sided with songs from the game, then the other one's actual, the actual, like, score from the game, which was also really good. So I didn't regret buying the collector's edition because they're just, that's generally cool collector's edition items. Like, that's, that's cool to me. Um, other stuff you got was like a, his like dog tags, like his army ones or whatever. So it's just like random junk like that. However, I platinum Mafia 3 and I am quite a, I will defend the game, even though I admit the hands to its defaults constantly. Yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> you will. Um, cause, cause the thing is, I thought the story and the characters and everything was such a strong point in it. And the the weakest parts were the was the gameplay, like the repetitive mission structure, uh, the fact that it felt like it was a game in which they had a really cool story that would have been better off told in just like single pushing player, you through like a level, linear, like typical linear, linear kind of mission structure or something like that. But they wanted it to be like the other Mafia games, of course. And they had this open world forced structure on them um and they just filled it with a bunch of mindless minuscule random tasks and other crap that you needed to do to progress at points in time you also needed to do some side quest stuff to progress the story which was really annoying um but i pushed for it simply because i enjoyed the characters and the story and thought that world was really interesting in the time period and the fact that you was playing as this this black character during that time period and stuff like that um, the fact that you got to see the the main dude from Mafia Two was fucking fantastic. That was awesome. I loved Mafia Two as well. I yeah, when he shows up, out. it's great. I marked out when I realized he was one of the low level bosses, and I loved the documentary style storytelling that they used in that game, like the interviews with different characters. That was awesome, and I loved it. It was just the, you know, you, you're building up to the this big boss of this you know mobster organization. And you put you put people in charges with like lower level bosses, like you're like my boss of this area, but they still can't deal with their own shit. You have to go there and deal with it for you. You're just like, it's like real what's life. your point? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, the end of that game I actually found really cool. Like the last mission, um, you you do get like a 
A or B decision in the story. But either way, it kind of plays out really cool because, of course, the last mission is the... You finally go into Storm, that the big bad's place, and you go in and shoot up a bunch of people and you end up driving off into the, the sunset like a fucking badass after taking them out, of course. Um, that was really cool. I remember... So they gave me the season pass with the collector's edition. But there was no DLC? No, they put out DLC, but at the, at the time, I remember thinking, oh, well, the DLC is not going to come out for like a couple months, and I could trade this in, because I, I got the plat in like a week or so, because I just played the fuck out of it. I was like, I could just trade this back in now for a decent, like decent amount, just the game, which I did. I got like 40, 50 bucks at EB um, with it. So good. And I always remember just being like, I'll just pick it up when it's pre-owned again one day so I can play the DLC. And I've never seen it cheap enough because I always wanted just to pick it up again for like 15, 20 bucks maybe, something like that. Just enough to buy it, play all the DLC, which I've got access to because I would like to play it and then just trade it back in for 10 bucks or fucking $8 or whatever the hell and not lose that much money. So uh, Sony, if you're listening, you put on PS Plus soon. That would would help me out quite a lot. I don't see that happening. So Dylan can go back to the bayou and go roam no, with no. the crocodiles. Go back to the I mean, bayou. the crocodiles are fucking cool. You could, like, pe- they'll eat people in that game and shit. It's awesome. Um, I just find it interesting because my favorite... As a, the point being, my favorite part from that developer... Because Hangar 13, this was their first game, right? They were handed this game. They handed them the Mafia franchise and they said, here, go. Come up with a, a cool story in this world. And from the, the moment they put out the first trailer for that game, which was like this really cool cinematic, they pulled up uh, boot... like uh, It was like all the characters you would eventually uh, get as your your side... What do you call it? Underbosses and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, underbosses. They, they all walk out and they like say some shit and it's, it's really like cool, really like gangster kind of cinematic trailer. So from the moment go, here's a game where it's like these guys are doing character and story well and then they describe this apparent project they're working on as like a music fighting game which has nothing to do with the side of what I think they did so well which was story and character. So I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like that's, yeah. the, that's the stuff you were weakest at, gameplay. Tell, do do a linear story third person shooter or something like that or it doesn't even need to be a third person shooter but just yeah, some kind of story based thing something um you said you're a fan of the mafia franchise game what would you like to see if they were to make a mafia 4 where would you like it to be set i don't know it's hard because like i don't you can't go back i kind of would go back to new york and stuff just because well, you can go back to New York, but you can't go back in time period. You have you to. You can't be go in back in time period. Has to be forward. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you like. How would you, how far could you go though? We well, can go seventies or eighties. Do you think the mafia doesn't exist today? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Like I seventies or eighties, and then you're getting into like Vice City GTA territory. I'd like anyway. to go like end of the seventies, like start of the eighties kind of period, like that. That change in dynamic in that world. That would be really cool. Um, and just, I don't know where to go, though. It's a lot. It's just, I don't know. Do you ever play the Godfather games? Godfather games were fantastic. Godfather 2 was awesome. It was so cool. Just, that one was really cool. That even, did what everything that Mafia 3 wanted to do better, where they wanted you to get the businesses and the rackets and go collect your money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that game was so good. I mean, I wouldn't mind a game like that again, but I don't know. It's like a time sink. Anyway. Part of me is a bit, you know, I kind of wish people would 
we've had this revolution of open world games over the last X amount of years. I kind of like the revolution to start for single story player linear games to come back again, just for a little bit, just for, you know, people just focus on good gameplay with good stories, have some options and stuff. Don't make it be like, you know, no matter what you're always going. LA Noir, big open world with like sweet fuck all to do. Well, don't even give me like, you know what? LA Noir was awesome. When I decided I was just going to let my partner drive everywhere and like skip. (laughs) Yep. Like that's when that game got really you fun just for me. Ignore the open world. It was just yeah. I ignored the open world section of it and I just skipped between locations. That's when yep. I was like, yep, no, this is awesome. And you miss all the conversations. No, because it doesn't let you like you know when something important's going to happen because the drive takes place and then you sit down and you just chill out and you listen to them talk. Mm. If there's no conversation like- on the road, it just skips to the next place. It's like making sure you got to listen to fucking cousin in Nico Bellic, you fucking take me in the taxi. We go for a drive. You go. For, you don't skip the drive when you get in the taxi because you just want to hear what your cousin has yeah, to exactly. say the entire time. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. All right. Now, we have to do a little of a uh, PSA, even though I put it out on Twitter, that yes, Platinum Explosion was part of spreading hashtag fake news. What? What? I know. You we mean were... the facts uh, on this show are not 100% accurate all the, the time? The facts on this, show, on this show, which is quite often 99.69% correct, Bullshit. was incorrect you mean at least w- once. We didn't put in the research and the work to find out if facts were true? You didn't fact check? You, you're correct. You're 100% accurate. I, I, was, I was tricked by just believing the, the, the big dogs up there. The big dogs telling me what's what. And I, I believe them. And that's my mistake. And if you don't know what we're talking about by now, I'd like to take a moment to apologize for saying that those Tataku line of figures were supposed to be PlayStation toys. Cut to a clip. <laughs> Cut to a clip of what? <laughs> Cut to the episode. No, I can't be bothered doing yeah. that. Um, so what happened is this week the new listings got put up and everyone was like, huh, uh, they're not all PlayStation. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> and they, the the people in charge of the line were kind of like, we never said they were all PlayStation. You were just assuming that because the first bunch of toys we released were all PlayStation ones. So what it turns out is that they are a line of toys coming from ThinkGeek, which are owned by GameStop in America, and that's why they're going to be EB Games exclusive Exclusive. in Australia. That all makes sense. And the new ones they announced are four Sony ones still. So you got Art... Art, I don't even know how to say the fucking character's name. Atreus? Atreus? That must be the boy from God of War. Articuno. Articuno and Kratos from God of War. Evan from Nino Kuni 2 and Jin from Tekken. But then the two non-PlayStation ones they are releasing are Sonic the Hedgehog and Gold Holder from Sea of Thieves. Gotta love that Gold yeah. Holder. Gotta gotta love that Gold Holder because I, I love Sea of Thieves and I would like a pirate or something like that. But you know what? Fuck that. Gold... Hold Gold it. Holder. Gold Holder would be a good name, you know, you see? Uh, maybe when you say it like that, I mean, you can, you're selling me on it. Gold Holder! So, gotcha. the moral of the story, and to fix the hashtag fake news, is these are budget collectibles 
being put out by ThinkGeek, um, and they're lo- getting licenses for prop- popular game franchises. And it just so happens that apparently Sony has either heard about this and wanted to jump on it and make sure a heap of their stuff is part of this out the gate or think geek has chased after Sony for their stuff. I don't, I don't know either way. Or nobody and, wants to, nobody will want to buy Xbox ones. Or yeah. Well, or think geek came to Microsoft and was like, Hey guys, can we have a list of your, you know, like your prominent characters in your exclusive games? And Microsoft were like, um, Master um, Chief. Master Master Chief. Forza Car. Ma- Marcus Phoenix. Um, Not anymore. Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, they were just. Conf- God damn it, Microsoft! Get some exclusives. <laughs> Not happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the story of this. Now, with the looking at it on the new light, in in light of the the new news, we can just look at these as cool cool new video game cheap collectible toys. And with Ash also joining us here to discuss this, since he wasn't here last time. Yeah. What do you think about budget collectible toys? Are you going to be buying these, Ash? I might buy a couple. Hey, which ones have which ones have grabbed your I, attention? I'll so wait far? till God of War comes out, but like, obviously, like if you it like it, you'll buy the yeah. Okay. What was in the first wave again? Was, uh, uh, Bloodborne, no. Crash, uh, a car, the thing from Wipeout, yeah, some random Tekken car. Sackboy was one more, wasn't it? Sackboy and one more. There was six. There was a, so. Yeah, Tekken character and... And the, the old F12178 vehicle from Wipeout. Wipeout. That classic that classic son of a gun. You know that one? Yep. You know that one? Big fan. You yeah. Big fan of the F127. I want to drive that one. You want to drive that What You want to wipe out the system? I'm filling time as I can see Ash trying to find the answers on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. What about audience. you, Kieran? <laughs> what about me? Um, it worries me that Dylan has said a particular word a couple of times that was not mentioned when we previously talked about these. What? He said the word budget like four times and I'm like, budget? Well, they are budget. They're, they're only going to be like 20 bucks. Yeah, but... Uh... So they're basically... I consider... it's Like, whenever people talk about pop vinyls, why pop vinyls so popular is because they're budget collectibles. Yeah, they're like... They're, don't they're budget. $20... Don't call them budget collectibles. They're budget collectibles don't because people who buy them don't want to spend $300 to $500 or even $150 to was. $500 on actual proper statues and collectibles. That's true. Parappa the Rapper was the sixth one. That's the fucking guy. <laughs> Hey, oh, I want to go. It's my dojo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's the song. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're budget. Tell me they're not budget collectibles. Does it just hurt your soul? They're just, it hurts my soul. (laughs) They're called budget collectibles because I love them. Well, that's the same as pop vinyls are literally designed. Yeah, but pop vinyls are cool. Would you prefer us calling them cheap collectibles? No, that's even worse. Budget exactly. way better. Yeah. (laughs) No, they're acceptable. I'd, so I these are buy any, but yeah. these would be in the competition with pop finals. Yeah, they're gonna get smashed. Get smushed. They're gonna get smashed. Get yeah, smushed. How, although, see, as I said last time, I like the idea of there being some competition in the budget collectible <laughs> area 
because although I own um, a decent amount of pop vinyls, I don't go crazy. I take mine out of the box. I like some of them. I've never been a huge pop vinyl fan. These type of figures interest me more. Like I brought all the Disney Infinity, most of the Disney Infinity figures. I brought all the Star Wars ones and I have a decent size collection of Amiibos. And I just prefer that style of figure. And all the Infinity stuff plus the uh, the Amiibo stuff, I'm buying all that. I'm buying them as collectibles. I'm barely using them. Like I play Disney Infinity, but the majority of those I just brought to have on the shelf and look cool. So I, I think I like this style of figure more than pop vinyl and they take up less space yeah. as well. Like you can fit a whole more bunch more next to each other and just cram them together and they on a shelf or whatever. Oh, you take um, them out of the package. Yeah, I take everything out of the package because I like Ooh. to play with my toys. Ooh. I don't that's keep why, my dick wrapped in a condom all day either. Because they look good in their packages. Everything else Sometimes I, I say out, things but... on this podcast and only listeners will catch it later and I love that. No, I, I heard something about a package. <laughs> okay. I heard something. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> now, Dylan... Mm-hmm. There's a really important news story that I hope you have on our list of news stories for this episode. Yep. Bam, bam. Can I chuck bam. one out while we're talking about toys? You sure. Apparently, there's a Rocket League uh, C set that they've announced at uh, New York Toy Fair. Do they have? Does you it play real life Rocket League? Does it bounce? Does it do flips and shit? No, it's just pushing the ball around. But that is oh, cool. That's boring. That's, that's it's fucking. It's just a normal RC car that looks like a Rocket League car, which a Rocket League car kind of looks like a normal RC car. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, Ash. Okay, my bad. The fuck back down. Maybe there. they've got Get the fuck back in down them, in your seat. Get the hell back cool. down. So we've got one wink. We have intellectual conversation about media and its current position in the gaming climate. Next mm. week, the third mm. chair. Brings us fucking Rocket League RC yeah. cars. You're not yeah. living up to the Paul James stature. He's having proper conversations on this show. You're like, hey guys, got really something interesting to share with you. <laughs> They've made RC cars based on RC cars into real RC cars. <laughs> fucking look at that. Look at that. Who the fucking thought that would be a thing? Like, they're just, uh, you can control them and they go. What do you got to say for yourself, Ash? I mean, my feelings are really hurt. Um... <laughs> Who's isn't on this show? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> back to back to back to back to important. Well, you've got the most important news story of last week, don't you? I do. You want to get to that now? So I want to get to it like right to. now. Like, we're going to get to it right I now. I remembered it while we were discussing the toys, and it, I it, left it to last because it is the biggest news story of the week. My inner and child. Probably leave flip. it to to last, of course. The biggest news story of the week. Tying it back to the first story about remakes and stuff comes from Kotaku, where Laura Kate Dale, who I trust implicitly with news because she does nothing but break true facts and make sure they're correct, she put up a story this week that said, citing multiple sources familiar with the project, Activision is apparently currently working on a Spyro the Dragon trilogy remaster, which will be announced next month, March, and set for a release Q3 2018. It will be a remake like the Crash one, just not not just an up-res, it'll be like a new textures, new everything, all this sort of stuff, redone, reportedly being done by Vicarious, Stu- v- Vicarious Visions, who were the people who did the Crash trilogy, of course. Uh, this news makes all the sense in the world, but... But. I'll let Kieran have his 
his his hyper hyperactivity moment of happiness in just a moment. But think about these questions I want you to answer. Will it sell as much as Crash? Will it sell better than Crash? Do you think that Spyro has the same nostalgia kick uh, for people uh, my age or upwards? I don't know, whatever you consider the the Crash age, I guess. Um, Does it have that same nostalgia grab? Kieran. (laughs) Spyro's back, bitches, enter the dragon. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. Well, you know. And she got a fax wrong. I tr- it's I a Skylanders this. remake. Oh my, I, I trust this. Oh. I trust oh. <laughs> Ashley, those be fighting words. No. We want to enter the dragon again, and I really hope it sells amazingly. I think the success of Crash really lends its hat to, you know, this should be a success on paper. Shorts. Should be. I think there is a vast array of people that still have great memories of Spyro uh, with all three games that they've listed on. Tell me your not- Spyro memories. Spyro memories? Learning how to catch those little egg motherfuckers. You know, the ones that fucking like uh-huh. ran around? <laughs> you just spent fucking hours. All they yeah. were was running a pattern. And if I was a yeah. smarter kid, I'd probably have seen that much quicker. But no, I blindly chase after those motherfuckers so much. And then, you know, just how Spyro evolved into, you know, uh, the first game wasn't was just more of just that basic um, like level design and exploring levels and getting the eggs and moving forward. But then it grew into a more character based piece where there was more characters started to come about it. Like you know, by the third game you've got he's got you've got all these characters team up. The first game is just him. By the third game you've you've collected this this group of characters that he, he's all friends with and whatever else. Yeah, and you're like you are all awesome, and they all have their own little. You got thing. the cheetah. Got the you cheetah. Got the, got the, the girl. What was it? I don't the, fucking know. Got the girl dragon the in the uh, in the picture that they put up in that Kotaku post. I don't know if that's where that picture came from, but like the female dragon in that p- looked really like upraised, and I couldn't remember look her looking like that, but. God, that game's those games are gonna be good. Remember, like, cause you start off in in Spyro in the first. Remember? Spyro. Do you remember Spyro? I know. Do you remember Spyro. when Spyro had his fire breath and he? Do you remember? Do, do you remember when Spyro in the first game could not even fly that well? He, he could, could just... only guard. Do you remember when Spyro well, that makes could sense. only guard? He's got tiny wings. Do you and remember when he could only guai because he was a baby dragon? His baby dragon, a baby purple dragon. <laughs> if no one knows what we're doing, it's from South Park. It's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> remember? <laughs> the little I, dragon. I, I remember. <laughs> no, no matter what, I'm excited to all fuck for that game. I'll play the shit of it. I'll, Ash, buy, I'll buy lots of copies. Yes. Do I hold no you- nostalgia. I'll see how it is. I didn't pick up Crash Collection, so... What turned you off Crash? I Nothing. I just didn't want to spend the money on it. Was it for it. you? Do you reckon that... Do you know... Like, have you seen gameplay? Do you know the yeah, difference it's more between Crash and Spyro? world platform More like Mario 64, right? Yes. Yes. I suppose. Yes. That's correct. More than Crash. Is that more up your up your alley than yeah, Crash? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah? We'll just see how it translates. It's going to translate very well. I don't think it's going to translate things. great. The biggest problem is tank controls in the first game are absolutely atrocious. Um, they're the kind of thing that you, your memory likes to block over, but much like the first Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro the Dragon one controlled like absolute hot garbage. Spyro controlled like he was a cement mixer. He had to turn <laughs> in the battle. 
<laughs> he had to turn him like so much earlier than you thought he could. By the time he reached the third game, the, he was a lot more fluent. Even the second game, because they added like all the new abilities and stuff. But third game, he was doing head butts and the dives at the ground and all this sort of stuff. So it was a bit more Even fluent. like the use ability, like in the first one, he did the charge where he like put his head down and charged forward. But if yeah. he wanted to turn while he was charging... No, you you're, fucked. Like- <laughs> you're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked. It's not happening. You're not, you're not just happening. Just, yeah, it's not turning. Um, I I think I have more fond memories of Spyro than I actually do Crash. So yes, I'm very very ex- I'm as excited for this as I am Crash. I'm currently on the I'm excited, but I'm willing to get unwilling to get 100% committed excited until it's like officially announced. Like put out that trailer, I'll commit to the to mi- commit to the hype because if they put out the trailer and they put a release date on it, I'm going to believe them because of how Crash went, and I believe that they can put it out on time. Until then, I'm like, this is exciting news, but I don't want to like dive too far into the hype. Um, Spyro was the first game as a kid I ever owned. I would take the disc to friends' places. I've still got my copy somewhere. It has my name written on it with like marker on the front of the, <laughs> the disc. You know, my mum or whatever wrote like Dylan, Dylan Blight or like Dylan Blight property or, you know, some bullshit on the front. <laughs> I don't know if that wrecks things, but I mean, it probably still works. It was probably scratched the buggery because I was a little kid. Spyro, the first Spyro game was the first game I ever 100 percented in my life, ever. Um, you got, you could finish the game, you could beat the boss. I can't remember his name. but Ripto? Like a, Isn't it Ripto? No, Ripto was the boss in the future ones. The first one had this like just fat, like, I don't know, goblin kind of dude or whatever. Um, he was like, he wasn't much of a character. He was like your typical... He locked up all the dragons, rules the world now. And then, of course, your mission in the first Spyro is to free all the other dragons. Nasty and then Knock. Ev- what was it? Nasty Knock? Nasty, yeah, that's it. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. Um, you could, so you could beat the first You could beat the first game uh, and you'd save the world and all that. But then if you got all the collectibles and then did the... Like all the eggs, all those things we were talking about before, chasing the really pain in the ass guys and got all the gems and... All the, were they gems or they were something else? I don't know. Anyway, um, you get all those and then you do the last boss fight again. You get to end of the credits, secret boss fight against him again, and then you get a secret ending. And I remember back in the day as a little kid, that was the first game 100%ed, the first game I got a secret ending in. It was very, very exciting. Um, number two and three come around, of course, they're, I think they're a lot different to the first Spyro. They're, they added in all the new abilities, these like more RPG-ish elements, I suppose you'd call them. And then you get to the levels where you control characters that aren't even Spyro, of course. You're controlling different characters. You're, you're fucking skateboarding in a half pipe with the cheetah dude, like all sorts of weird oh, stuff. I remember that section. I did that for yeah. ages because I sucked <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, you'd sit in there. You had to get like certain, you had to get like a certain score in the half pipe to like pass a level. But then if you got an even higher score, that's how you'd get like the secret egg or gem or whatever the hell he was after. I can't even remember. Um, I would, I, they're such joyous games, like as a little kid, just because they're, they're very cartoony. They're very colorful. They're very much full of character. And especially once you get to the, the second or third games where they introduce Ripto and he's like this more fun, not straight up villain. Like he's a, he's a, he's a villain, but he's got more character, a bit more flair. He's to more him. like, he's a, he, he went more towards like the neocortex kind of character. Yeah. yeah much more like, yeah, very much like that. And you know, you'd, each area you'd clear and then you'd know there would be a boss fight and, he, uh, and then there'd be another boss fight in the next area and then eventually you'd reach the end of the game and you'd fight him and 
and then you'd go back and you'd get all the secrets and you'd 100% each and every one of these games because they were so much fun to play. So, of course, I'm really pumped. Of course, much like Crash, after Spyro 3, Spyro and Crash went on this weird, weird, weird life span. Weird. And he turned weird. into Skylanders. It made me sad. Well, that's, that was going to be my thing. Do you think that this could potentially do better than Crash did? And Crash sold like hotcakes. Let's not forget that Crash was the number one high-selling game in Australia last year. And it sold well everywhere all over the world basically for nostalgia reasons reasons this game i think has the potential to sell even better because of the nostalgia plus the fact that spyro's name is now associated to skylanders and a netflix animated series so That's, does it sell you know, better that i think so i think yeah. so like you could just be like hey kids look spyro play this you know if you said to parents this is three games in one like this is three full games in one Think of all the value of getting rid of your kids. You just stick like, Skylanders on the front of the box and then it'll sell more. No, don't. Just keep that shit away from my fucking remaster. It you would sell it, yeah, more. Reversible though. cover. Just fuck it. It would sell more. It would. And if 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 marketing-wise, EB was allowed... I could see, like, you know, you go into JB and they've got those the little review cards. They'll just put their own ones or whatever in there. It's just like, hey, before Skylanders, they were this... Like, that's a good way to to so, do it. I don't see them putting Skylanders on the box, though. Mm, don't know if that'll happen. Maybe that's just a bit too sus. Something like that. But, yeah, it is odd that that Crash basically crashed and died, for better intensive <laughs> words. Uh, but Skyro, Sp- Skyro? Spyro did go off, was a part of all these other shitty games, kind of like Crash wasn't part of shitty games with Crash, in fact. And then was turned into Skylanders. The first Skylanders game was called... They had Spyro's name in the title to yeah. some degree. I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was like Spyro something or rather, like Skylanders or Skylanders something or rather Spyro. By the time you get around to Skylanders 2, 3, 4, whatever the different variations yeah, was, a, they ditched character. Spyro. Skylanders um, Spyro's Adventure was the first one. There we go. Oh, really? Yeah, because it yep. eventually got to the point where it had nothing to do with Spyro. And I'm, yep. It's yep. making me... It, you can see the game was going that way with them adding all these extra characters and stuff. But I'm just... I'm currently looking through, like, pictures of all Spyro's friends and I feel all warm inside. And I also feel sad at the same time that I forgot them. Do you remember Sheila the kangaroo? There was a kangaroo yep. named Sheila. Yep. There was also um, a monkey called Agent Nine. And he yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. He was the... yeah. He was. He had like the really like stereotypical like FBI like yeah, voice yeah, and everything like, like that. An yeah. agent that was pretty. Well, he says agent in his name. Yeah, I think he was in the third one. Yeah, he's in the third one. There's like a bunny that falls in love with the cheetah. It's just. It's, it's just I remember. Yeah, no. I yeah. Her, Do you remember the bunny? Yeah, and then I remember the bunny. Yeah, yeah, I'm just flicking through, looking at all of them. Like Hunter was the cheetah's name. There yep. was a douchebag named Moneybags. He was like a bear. Yep, Moneybags. But he's like, who you brought your abilities and stuff off. Yeah, that's and how then, you got them. And then most creative name for that penguin, Sergeant Bird. Yeah, and that was good. Seven. Sergeant Bird. We're getting a T-shirt with that. There's a game. Have you seen the game? You know the game Rocket Boy, Rocket Rocket Bird Hard Boiled Chicken. Have you seen that? No. Yes. yes. Every time I see that game, I've never played it in my life, but it always reminds me of the penguin level in Spyro because what you're on, you're in a jetpack as the penguin, and you're like shooting stuff and throwing bombs at stuff, and that's what that game is. 
rocket bo- rocket bird hard boiled chicken or whatever. Never played it, but every time I see screenshots, I've always just been Seems reminded to always of Spyro. Be on sale. Yeah, but I'm like, it's not Spyro, so not buying Could that be. shit. It ain't Could Spyro. Be. <laughs> Could be. Um. So no, we're, I'm really excited. I hope we hear news about this, and we should presumably hear news about this soon because. Uh, According to the the story, they're going to announce it at some point in March. Uh, September is the 20th anniversary of Spyro as well. So, kind of just lines up perfectly for them to be releasing this this year. And that's a marketing campaign of power. All right. Let's do hashtag Malesplosion. Let's tackle Malesplosion. Let's do a Michael C question. Do you believe the console cycle will return to being short like PS1 and PS2 era? Now, this is a question I always have weird time working through because if you look at it, let me lay it out. PS1, 1995. PS2, 2000, five-year gap. PS3, 2007, seven years. PS4, 2013, six years. There's not that big of a difference to me, really. Does anyone I else think? think? I think they're going to get bigger. Yeah. I don't think there's any difference so far, but... We're currently at five years. We're currently at five years, but I don't see the end of this console generation for another year or two at least. It's not on the horizon. Like, it's not on the horizon. Consoles are getting to the point where they're getting so close to being PCs that, you know, Sony and Microsoft and whoever wants to make a console... Are getting it's going to be so much harder for them to continue to improve their consoles and maintain the price point that people seem to expect. Yeah. You know, it's it's getting to that point where they, you know, their growth is going to be their growth and expansion is quicker than the development of technology at the price they want. And so, I think either they're going to have to do, you know, something like what Xbox has now done with the Xbox One X, where they've released a stronger unit that is an optional device for more money, but it depends on what you want um, is what you're getting. I think that's going to be more of a trend going forward. I see that kind of small upgrade being a, that replaces like the slim. Yeah. Like that's, instead of doing like a slim, that's a, a cheaper version for them to pr- produce and a cheaper version for people to buy um, at market at consumer level that they stop doing that and then every console from now on a couple of years in because of how fast the technology and stuff moves now that they have to put out the Pro, the S, the X, whatever that is and just offer it and then slowly yeah. transition out the older one at some stage. Ash? Yeah, I expect them to get stay the same or be longer. I think it takes a lot longer to make games as well, which I don't. I yeah. think if you're halfway through development and then suddenly it's a new generation that's like another year or two onto the production. So that doesn't make sense. Do you think they're... Like, so we presume at this stage that PS5's at least been prototyped. Probably. At least. Um, at some stage. Do you think there's any games out there? Like, a lot of people like to look at The Last of Us 2 and go, well, that's a PS5 game. Like, that's not... That's coming out for PS5. And if that comes out for PS4, it's going to be the type of thing where it's like, it's out on PS4, but then the PS5 comes out and they yeah. put it out, like release day, kind of kind of like they did with the PS3, PS4 era type thing. No, I think all the games they've currently announced are going to be out on PS4. I don't think well, they've done PS5 yet. 
You know what? You know what Ashley's like for predictions, audience members. Yep. So trust awesome. that. However, you trust want. that. Don't. The thing for me is, well, I never want to get to a point where I lose my games library ever again. I lie. There is one game that could be PS Five, and that's Death Stranding because that's going to be another six, seven years before it comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That's I a forgot. safe bet. Yeah. That's a very episodic. Safe bet. Um, I don't want it because that's why you know I've switched over to a digital format for all my consoles where I'm like, I don't want to have to go through losing a whole games library again on a different console. Like, I just literally want to be like... Well, just keep hey, your consoles, then you won't have no, to... No, I keep it. my consoles, but I don't want to have heaps of consoles around. I want them just to be like, here's your new console. By the way, everything you bought on the last console will work perfectly fine. Can go. And that's that would be awesome. I'd appreciate it. would be. It would be. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Shut up, Ashley. Because <laughs> they don't like to do consumer-friendly stuff. That's why Xbox has committed to me that they'll do that. And I believe them. Well, well that's the only way they're going to win the next <laughs> the next battle. Next console war. The next yeah. war cometh. When's the war start, laddie? Why does it have to be a war? Why can't we all be friends? Because well, conflict. Conflict's money, you know? Yeah. The only reason Iraq war is still going because America wants it to. Wow. Okay. Like- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's bring it back to uh, talk about gaming here. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Hold, oh, wait. The yeah, CIA has opened a web browser on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> my webcam's like flashing three times. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I've done it now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Um, moving on. <laughs> I've only got one hashtag every trophy counts this week. They put up the... I forgot the game was coming out because I don't care, but the trophy list from Metal Gear Survive is up. Um, a, it's looks exactly like what I'd expect a trophy list to look like. If you didn't if you don't actually know, Metal Gear Survivor is actually a survival game. Like it's not it's not some punny type weird thing. And when they first announced it, they're like, oh it's a whole bunch of zombies and stuff like that. No, it's like you've got to hunt for food and forage and like you've got health and whatever else. Like it's a proper survival game. That's what it is. And that's what the trophy list Shows you when there's trophies for eating food and harvesting stuff and building huts and so on and so on and killing 300 people. There's a few trophies for killing 300 people X different ways, like stat with this kind of weapon, blah, 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 blah. Um, does anyone actually care about this game or has any interest in checking it out at all? No. That's a whole round no. That's yep. a whole I don't, I don't, no. Don't, don't care to expand on that. At all. That is our opinion <laughs> on Metal Gear Survive. Thank you very much. Kojima's. Um, Konami. It's Konami. Whatever. Konami, yeah. (laughs) Konami, sorry. Um, (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week on Platinum Explosion. It's been an interesting episode. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode FBI special where we'll be interviewed about the things that are said on the show and times and stuff like things like that because we'll just be covering our asses because... It's just what happens sometimes. It's fine. Where can people follow you, Ashley? You can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. It's a thing. There's no dot in the middle. There certainly is not. But shout out to Dr. Dr. Tan. Shout out to Dr. Tan. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, where can people follow you? Uh, People can find me at your boy Ringo on Twitter or check us out on twitch.tv slash explosion network for all the streaming fun and come join our Discord. What's the Discord? Uh, go to our Twitch 
Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. There's a button <laughs> You go into our Discord. Don't we have like a link that you can just say? Well, no. It's not, no. Okay, let me say, give me a second. Bear can with me. Bit.ly slash no. EN Twitch. Uh, uh, Discord. Oh. Discord, Ian Discord, okay. Bit.ly slash Ian Discord. It'll be up and going in like five minutes. Well, That's for you, it time. would have been like 12 hours ago, but just carry on. Carry on my way with son. It'll be in the you show can, notes. It'll be, fair enough. You can follow me on Twitter at, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say, at Vivaladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow this show on Twitter at Platt Podcast. Um, Is that right? Pod. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the whole thing. Because you like, get it wrong like did, every other why week. Wasn't it, why wasn't it Plat Pod to get in line with Explosion Pod? And I had to be like, well, someone had apparently taken Plat Pod, so I had to take Plat Podcast. Did they still have it, or like, did well, you scare them off the other week? Hey, do they still look. have it? Or no, I don't, I don't look because if I look and it's suddenly available after a week or like a couple of weeks since I, I changed it, that would just upset me <laughs> quite a bit. Tweet no results for Plat Pod. Tweet at Plat Pod. Nope. Well, yes. Tweet at PlatPod to tell them to give the podcast to this show, Plat Podcast, which is the We'll Twitter trade them. Wanna, tell them we'll trade you, them schoolyard style Plat Podcast for PlatPod. Um, if you listen to this on iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you don't listen to us on YouTube, uh, on iTunes and you listen to this on YouTube, give it a like. If you listen to this elsewhere, I don't know what the fuck you do to help us out. Go buy a t-shirt or some shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, go to explosionnetwork.com slash shop. You can buy a shirt. This is Plat Plat. Yeah, support us by wearing a shirt that says Plat Plat. It actually doesn't give away. I wore that shit out to uh, the casino in Sydney and I blended in fine because it wasn't like this is an obnoxious shirt with a penguin on it. It was just like, Plat Plat, <laughs> what's that mean? It doesn't matter. Like it, it, it blended in fine. It's it's big text, but I feel like it blended in to the, the normie crowd quite well. That's how I'm going to sell that shirt. Thank you very much. Don't forget that this podcast is a product of ExplosionNetwork.com. You can follow Explosion Network at ExplosionPod on Twitter. And then you can go to ExplosionNetwork.com to read all the reviews and the views and the other things and check out all the other podcasts and programming that we have coming up in your face and ear holes. Thank you very much. Plat, plat. This February, check out our YouTube and social channels for video content from RTX Sydney, where everything began for the Explosion Network crew last year. On March 3rd, we'll be running a celebratory Twitch stream to mark year two of the network. It'll take place 10am Sunday morning to midnight and feature the usual shenanigans, but also some exciting announcements about new content coming from the crew in 2018. So make sure you keep that Saturday free. Of course, our weekly shows continue with Pleasure Explosion on Mondays, Platinum Explosion Tuesdays, and Grandstand Gurus Thursdays, each at 12pm. Catch our live streams at twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, and keep your targets locked on explosionnetwork.com for all our explosive content. Happy birthday, Explosion Network. But more importantly, happy birthday, mate. What's the bit, Karen? What's the fucking bit? Come what on? do you mean, what's the bit? What's the bit? What's, what's the bit? What do you mean, what's the bit? There's always a bit. Is there Every, a bit? Uh, Why is there like a two, bit? There's two, to, there's two to three second silence after I say plat plat and I end the show and then you come in with the bit that's I don't put know at the what end of the show. About, there's always I a mean, bit. I this is kind of disappointing, is. if anything. Well, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit deflated um, after coming onto the show, after last week riding the high of intellectual um, proudness of our show and... We got fucking Ashley Hobley on. Who invited Ashley? He showed up actually. He was here before you, to be fair. Yeah. I'm on time, bitch. 
<laughs> 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 